Hey y'all, how's it hanging? A little to the left, a little to the right. I'm just fucking with you. Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever the fuck time it is. It's your girl, Allie, the host of the Be That Bitch podcast, where we talk all about being that bitch, whatever that bitch is to you. You feel me? You hear me? Yeah. So how have y'all been? I feel like I haven't talked to y'all in so long. And it's because I recorded a couple podcast episodes a couple weeks ago. So I haven't recorded one in a couple weeks, which just feels weird. So I feel like I have so much life to catch all up on Um, because, you know, the first few minutes we just shoot the shit like girlfriends do, except I really wish y'all could just be talking back to me because it feels a little weird that I am currently sitting in my office my microphone let me paint this picture for y'all my microphone is sitting on my desk right in front of me I have a half spilled drink on my desk um because I'm running short on time and I didn't have time or the energy to go get a towel so I'm just like letting it sit there and hang out I am currently pantsless yes so I have a shirt on but no pants because I was wearing this really cute jumpsuit today y'all I'm just going to just vent here for a fucking second. And we're, we, you know me, sometimes we just go around our elbow to get to our ass because I just have all these thoughts. But can we not petition somebody to make jumpsuits more effective or efficient or whatever? You know how like guys boxers, they have a little like hole for them to stick their wiener out and for them to pee so they don't have to take it all down. Why cannot girls jumpsuits have said same little hole so we could pee through or be clasped you know like bodysuits have clasps why can't jumpsuits so we don't have to take them down get buck ass naked so we can use the restroom so I had this really cute jumpsuit on today and it was like tied up here and it was so fucking cute so cute but by the third time I had to go pee because y'all know what do we say here a hydrated bitch is a happy bitch and I'm always a happy bitch so I stay hydrated so I was drinking a lot of water today per usual and by the third time I had to go take a leak I was like this and I just took it off and never put it back on and then I had to run down here and record this podcast episode and you know what part of the beauty of podcast and radio you know means that I don't have to wear pants and y'all wouldn't know if I didn't tell you but me I tell y'all everything so now this entire podcast episode you can be sitting here imagining me pantsless recording this podcast episode please don't (laughs) you know they say to get over stage fright you're supposed to imagine the audience in their underpants I don't think that's how it works imagining myself in my underpants that I'm actually in them but nonetheless I digress that was a three minute explanation of why I'm not wearing pants right now Wow, we just got real shit just got real so now that y'all know about my fashion situation right now let's catch up on life it's summer vacation for Raleigh so basically meaning we're flying by the seat of our pants every day praying that one of us don't kill each other both of my kids are very headstrong and they're in that I'm fighting situation so you know that's that's how that's going 
and waking up at odd times, not letting me do anything, yada bang, yada boom. Glad I recorded a lot of podcast episodes before summer vacation started, but this week is summer camp week. And if you're a mom and your kids are in summer camp, you realize also how much of a reprieval summer camp is. She's there from nine to five these last three days and they entertain her. I swear, children just don't know how to be bored. Like what I would give to have absolutely nothing on the agenda, absolutely nothing planned, absolutely nothing expected of me for me to be able to sit down with my thumb up my ass all day, not even having to worry about a situation. But kids act like that's like the worst thing in the entire world. I keep telling her one day you're going to pray for boredom. You're going to wish that you had nothing to do. And when that day comes, it's going to be too fucking late because you're going to have way too much shit to do because you're going to have responsibilities. So sit here and enjoy being bored for a little bit. She doesn't quite understand how being bored, boring, like bored can be fun, but I'm trying to pound it into her head that, you know what, one day, just like naps. Do y'all remember when we were young and we like bitched and complained about not wanting to take naps and we avoided them. And, you know, even in like kindergarten and preschool, like we would like lay there on nap time and like act like our eyes were closed because we didn't want to take a nap because we were too big for naps. Fuck that. Can somebody please lay me down for a nap? Can you lay me down for a nap right now? I would very much appreciate it. I... I, I miss all those naps that I refused to take back then. So uh, that's how that's going. Um, we always talk about what I'm reading. So if y'all are new to this podcast, I'm a really big reader. I love books. I love all types of smutty romance novels. The smuttier, the better. Um, and I just got done reading the Twisted series. Well, I read the first two books of the Twisted series. So Twisted Games and Twisted... Um, Twisted Love and Twisted Games, which is by Anna Huang. I don't fucking know. Google that shit. It's by Anna something. I will tell you they are slow burns. And if y'all don't know what a slow burn means, meaning it takes over 45% of the book for them to finally cut the fucking sexual tension and get to getting. Like, I don't know. I am not a big like foreplay teaser. Like, I don't like anybody teasing me. Nobody needs to dangle a carrot in front of my face for 150 pages for them to finally grab the carrot. So uh, not my favorite. It had good angst. It had good banter. It had good plot. You know, just not enough spice for me. So solid three on the spice rating. Um, am I going to continue the series? So there's two more books after the first two I read. No, I'm not. I'm going to wipe my hands with that. But they were good. They were a good palate cleanser for the forbidden romance uh, age gap taboos that I've been reading. I did go on this entire binger reading uh, Sarah Kate's books. Fuck, what are they? I can't even pronounce it. It's like the players of Saska, Saska some shit. I don't I don't fucking know. Uh, let's see. Um, it's called the, the first one was praise. The second one was eyes on me. The third one is coming out the 16th of June, which is, ah, fuck me. It's going to bother me not knowing and telling you guys. So bear with me momentarily. It is called give me more. So basically what it is, and I really hope at this point, you guys know not to listen to my podcast when kids are in the car or when kids are around. Um, but that's your forewarning, which I guess the 12 F bombs I just dropped should have been your forewarning. But if you're like me and you know, don't hide your kids from cuss words, this is your child warning. Um, so the book is like, um, 
Ses- like I said, Seska something, I can't even pronounce it, Players Club. So basically each of the books covers a different kink of the owners that follows for the owners of this uh, sex club. And it covers like their different kinks. Y'all, I'm telling you, if somebody quizzed me right now on like a sex 101 quiz, I would ace that shit. I felt like I was getting an in-depth lesson on stuff that I never once knew about like I didn't know different fetishes and stuff which sidetrack and I know I'm gonna get to the point of this podcast episode but hopefully you guys enjoy me rambling sometimes and I'll give a description on when you can fast forward if you don't want to listen to my rambling but I really hate how like taboo and scandalous talking about sex is like growing up you didn't talk about it you didn't hear about it like nobody talked about you know different pleasures and you know whatever the case may be and orgasms all these different things right like just sexual chemistry and it was so taboo and it still is that people feel so uncomfortable talking about it when your sexual relationship with your spouse or yourself or anything is so important just for so many different reasons and so can we just stop can we stop like just scandalizing talking about sex and just realizing that um most everybody does it it's healthy it's natural it's um amazing and if anything reading these books right I like read a lot of like you guys know romance spicy novels it's just made me more comfortable talking about sex and pleasure and different things and it's just it's opened my eyes to how untaboo it should be and but also to how like much I didn't know about it like backstory I met my husband when I was 18, senior in high school. We've been together for almost 10 years. So like I'm naive, like I just so naive and it's just opened my eyes. But it's also like nobody talks about it. Like you can't go to social media and find people like just openly talking about it that much or, you know, whatever. And so I've learned so much from these books, but like I just wish people didn't like just shun people for talking about it. So I don't know. I was just talking in circles a lot right there, but that's just my two cents on it. So you know what? Don't be afraid to pick up a spicy book. Don't be afraid to talk about sex. And I promise you, your relationship will love it. Your relationship will love spicy books. That's all I've got to say. And if you want me to do an entire podcast episode on how it can help benefit your marriage and how um, my suggestions and how to dip your toes in and all that stuff, please let a girl know. I will be happy to talk about that type of physical health. Um, Okay, so, you know, we did talk about how I was pantsless this entire time. So let's go back to that topic because I really wanted to just kind of like open up the ground. I talked a lot on social media over the last few weeks, um, a couple times over the last few weeks about just like the difference between the body positivity movement and self-love and, you know, the toxicity that's in the body positivity, but also the toxicity that's in the... um, health and fitness world. And I kind of just wanted to share my thoughts on it. A lot of y'all wanted me to elaborate on my thoughts on it. And I felt like this was a really good avenue for me to do that um, and just kind of get my thoughts in. Now, this might be a little bit, you know, controversial. When have I ever steered away from controversial though, right? It might be a little controversial. It might, you might not agree with it. You might agree with it. I don't fucking know. Take what you want, leave what you don't. I heard that on a podcast somewhere, I feel like. Take what you like, leave what you don't, 
and keep it moving. It doesn't have to offend you. But I felt like it's something really important to talk about because, you know, a lot of the body positivity movement has really been big, especially these last couple years. Um, and women in larger, larger bodies just enjoying their bodies and loving their bodies and learning how to, you know, live and exist in their bodies. And I am a big advocate for body positivity. I am. I'm a big advocate for loving your body, loving who you are, learning to love the body you're in, the person that you are right now, and not having to worry about the weight and all that shit, right? Like I am here for it. I am here for it. But I will tell you, I have realized a lot more lately about just like the toxic message. You know, even I was sending back whenever I was like a full body positivity account. Um, but a lot, some influencers are sending and I will be the first to say, I truly believe the number on the scale and your health have no correlation. That you can be a healthy ass bitch and still be quote unquote, morbidly obese, quote unquote, overweight. I, for one example, and I don't, you know, y'all, I don't talk about weight that often, but I feel like I need to paint this picture real quick for you as I'm going into this topic. So for example, for me, I am five, six on a good day, right? I am five, six on a good day. I am 207 pounds right now. And that for my height is still overweight. I think it's even teetering on the morbidly obese scale. So for example, for me, right, I fucking work out every single day. I eat vegetables every single day. I run like a fuck, like my britches are on fire three to four days a week. I have fucking just ran a marathon. I am training for a half marathon right now. I am a healthy ass bitch. I am going to toot my own horn right now. I am healthy as shit. But according to the BMI scale, according to this outdated thing that doctors still fucking still use, I am overly obese. I am unhealthy. See, that is what I'm trying to tell y'all. If you're in a bigger body like me, I am never going to be a small bitch. I am always going to be a bigger woman. It's how my body's made. There's this internal thermostat that our bodies have. And mine likes to stay around 190 to 200 and five to 210 pounds. Mine likes to stay right in that range. I'm probably never going to be my quote unquote healthy weight of 160 pounds without having to fucking kill myself and look like death. I am okay with that. I've come to terms with that. And so please let me remind you that your worth and what that number on the scale, they are not, they are not together. Your, that scale does not prove your health. Your health healthiest weight is whatever weight that you feel your healthiest at. Right now, I feel healthy as fuck. I have learned to love. And that is one thing, y'all, you can learn to love your body while also simultaneously working towards being a better version of yourself. Let me let me elaborate, right? Like I feel like sometimes we feel like to love our body, we have to hit this goal, right? Like I'll love myself when I lose 10 pounds. I'll, I'll be happy with my body when I lose that baby weight. I'll be happy when fucking pigs fly, right? Like we get so attached to our physical health goals that we hold our happiness to this this end goal that we might not even know why we want or hell we might not even ever get there right and it's not learning that we can love ourselves 
love who we are and the body we're at while simultaneously working towards being a bigger, better, better, happier bitch, right? Like that's what this is about. It's about learning to love ourselves while also always working on being a healthier version of ourselves. Not as my biggest, biggest hang up with a lot of the body positivity movement right now. I feel like a lot of us are using our love for our bigger bodies, which hello, I am in a bigger body. Our our love for ourselves and learning to love ourselves to be okay with complacency. And I know, I know that might piss some people off and I might get some hate messages, but that's the way I feel. I feel like this body positivity movement, especially the way that it's gone towards is to learn to love ourselves is so important, but it's also we're learning to love ourselves while ignoring health risk, while ignoring, you know, that maybe we're not treating our body with love. We're not treating our body like we love it. We're not treating our body with care because at the end of the day, y'all, if we love our body, right? We love our body. We love our life. We love ourselves. Wouldn't we want to put shit in it that makes it feel good? Wouldn't we want to treat it with love? Wouldn't we want to move our body with love because we love it, not because we're trying to change it, which inadvertently will make us healthier and happier. Y'all, I don't give a flying fuck if you weigh 150 pounds or 350 pounds, as long as you feel your best, as long as you feel healthy, as long as you're taking care of yourself, as long as you are learning to love the skin you're in while also working on being the best version of you. And that does not mean that you have to lose weight, That, but that does mean that your health needs to be good, right? Because we cannot ignore and use the, oh, I love my body so we can overshadow and make us not want to treat our body with love, right? I feel like that's a place that I got when I was big in the body positivity account and I was big into quote unquote intuitive eating, which that was a, that that's another topic for another day. Um, but I was really big in talking about, you know, loving your body and all these things, but I was not practicing what I was preaching. Yes, I love my body. I've loved my body since I have fixed my fixed my fucked up mindset. I have loved my body at 200 pounds. I've loved my body at 160 pounds. I've loved my body at 280 pounds, right? I have been all over the spectrum. But my thing about it is, yes, it's important to love our body, but we need to realize practicing self-love practicing body positivity also means that we need to treat our body with love while we love it. Meaning that we need to be intentional about the stuff that we're putting in it. We need to be intentional about our health. It is one thing to love the body that we're in, even if we're in a bigger body, but it's another thing to neglect really big health risks and saying that we're just going to keep doing our thing because we're not trying to lose weight because we love our body. Y'all health and weight do not like they're not simultaneous like they don't they're not aligned and i know a lot of people will disagree with me on that right to get healthy that means you need to lose weight no that is not what the case is y'all get healthy that just means you need to treat your body with health you need to put things in it that feel good you need to treat it like you love it and the better that you treat it the better your health will get and yes Weight loss might be a byproduct of that, but I truly, truly believe in y'all might fucking disagree with me as all. And I know I'm a quote unquote health and fitness account and I do show my before and afters, but I, if anything, I want to show you what happens when you do not focus on the scale, when you do not focus on losing weight, when you do not focus on how much your physical body is changing and you focus on the inside, you focus on learning to love your body the way it is while working towards being a better version of yourself. You 
you work on fixing those fucked up thoughts in your head because god damn it y'all it is not it's not the diet plan that's the problem it's not the workouts that's the problem it's your fucking head it's the thoughts that are between your ears that are always the thing that keeps you back and keeps holding you back. So the second you start realizing and start fixing that shit and you start fixing all of these thoughts that you have and you start fixing the relationship you have with food and you stop start fixing the relationship you have with yourself, I promise you your weight will take care of itself. And the more that you will realize that you don't need to be a size six to love yourself. You don't need to lose a hundred pounds to love yourself. You don't need to lose a hundred pounds to be healthy. You don't need to drop six pant sizes or 20 inches or whatever your goal is. You can learn to love yourself and love the body that you're in and be positive about it right now because you're fixing your thoughts and you're treating it with love. Y'all, That's what this is about. I feel like that's what all of this should be about. The self-love and body positivity, all these movements, it should be about, yes, loving the body we're in, but also wanting to always be healthier and happier version of ourselves. How can I love this body? Treat it with love. What different ways can I treat this body with love? And I can promise you, you don't, we, it's not showing our body love by shoving a bunch of shit inside of it. It's not showing our body love by neglecting our health. It's not showing our body love by hiding. It's not showing our body love by sitting on the couch, binging Netflix, being elbows deep in a family sized bag of Doritos. That's not showing ourselves love. But you know what does? Moving your body, going on a walk, playing with your babies, movement. You know what else? Eating some damn fucking vegetables. Like, come on, y'all. We're adults. Eat some vegetables. Like, you want to make your kids do it? Practice what you preach. Eat some fucking vegetables. Drink some water, right? Instead of drinking all spiked seltzers, switch some water in there, right? That's how we're showing ourselves love. That's how we can be positive about our body and really treating it with love. I am all for women celebrating their bodies of all shapes and sizes. Y'all know I am also a bigger woman. I keep telling you guys that in which, you know, a lot of y'all are like, no, you're not anymore. I'm still over 200 pounds. Like I, I still consider myself, you know, part of the larger variety. I love women celebrating and showing health at every size, showing that they can love their body even if they are quote not quote unquote not at their goal weight or not where they want to be or not where society thinks healthy is. I am all for that because it shows other women that health can look different on everybody. My healthiest weight might not be your healthiest weight, but really that should be our goal is chasing health while also learning to love the person that we are. And I think that's like where the the gray area and the toxicity is with the body positivity is, you know, I really truly do think it's enabling complacency sometimes. It's enabling us to ignore, you know, the way that we're treating ourselves and it's not okay. We want to feel good. We want to be happy and we want to show our body love and that's some ways that we can do it. And y'all, I feel like there's also like, there's, I feel like on both spectrums, there's toxicity, right? Like the toxic health and fitness area where they're preaching, you know, less calories, less calories, less calories. They're preaching, you need to do this to lose this. Like if somebody tells me, oh, you need to do these many crunches because you that's how you lose the baby pouch. Like why the fuck do you even think I want to lose my baby pouch? Like you can't target it. Like, 
That's, there's toxicity everywhere we look, right? Everybody preaching weight loss, weight loss, weight loss. Like I swear to God, nothing pisses me off more. And y'all know I'm a Beachbody coach, right? And if you don't know, hi, I'm a Beachbody coach. Nothing pisses me off more than all the coaches I follow sharing their pictures of the scale or sharing all of the, you know, their quote unquote weight and sharing all that. Like, I'm sorry. I don't think weight why why do we step on the scale every single day why do we look for our validation in the scale why do we feel like that is going to equal health why do we hold so much power with this piece of fucking chunk of metal for our happiness like if i never saw another picture of a scale again it would be too soon like stop so yes Health and fitness world also has a lot of toxicity, right? Showing like, oh, you can lose X amount of pounds in 20 days or your money back guaranteed. Like, no, bitch, that's not how this works. You're giving people unrealistic expectations on how their health and fitness journey should go. Slow and steady always wins the race. Don't tell me y'all ain't never heard the story of the tortoise and the fucking hare. Slow and steady. And if you haven't heard the story, I did a podcast episode on it. Scroll up. But slow and steady wins the race. And if we think about it, right? And how many times have we bitched about, oh my God, I only lost one pound this week. Oh my God, I only lost two pounds this week. Y'all, if we're thinking long game, right? We're thinking long game. Losing one to two pounds a week, which is a healthy weight loss, even if the bitches that's doing keto is losing 20 pounds in 20 days. Like, bitch, it's a healthy weight loss. One to two pounds a week. How many weeks are in the year, right? 52. That is anywhere from 52 pounds to 104 pounds that you could lose in a year. If you just did it healthy, you did it sustainable, you focused on slow and steady and you just stop focusing on the scale. Like y'all, can we stop focusing on the scale? Can we stop like chasing the next quick fix? Can we stop trying to change ourselves and just start focusing on health. I promise you that gray area, that really happy gray area where you're not in the toxic world of health and fitness, you're not in the toxic world of body positivity, you're living in this healthy gray area where you're working on being a healthiest, happiest version of yourself while also simultaneously learning to love the body that you're in. That is where happiness comes. That is where fulfillment happens. That is where you truly learn to love yourself and who you are. Y'all, the number in your pants, the number on the scale, the number on that measuring tape does not define the person you are. And the sooner that we stop measuring our success by those things and start measuring our success based on how we feel like y'all, nobody is looking at you and saying she is a damn good mom because she weighs 150 pounds. She must be a damn good wife because she fits in a size six. Like, no, no, bitches, your weight, your size, your pant size does not define the type of human that you are. And so if we just stop We just stop looking for our validation on those things, like on the toxic side of health and fitness. And we just look for health. I promise you, you will find so much more fulfillment. I promise you, I guarantee you. So the next time that you're, you know, feeling inadequate about yourself, or you're feeling like you hate yourself or whatever the case may be, just remember that you do not have to be at your goal weight to love your body. You don't. You don't have to be at the goal weight to love your body. Hell, I am, I don't even know what my goal weight is, but I don't feel like I'm there. And I love my body. Y'all, there was a time in my life where I would not even get dressed 
out. Like I would not even like step out of my shower to dry off naked. I would shower and dry off behind the thing so I didn't have to see myself in the mirror. I am now officially recording a podcast episode pantsless. Like that is the evolution of learning to love your body. If anything, y'all, I want you to remind yourself there was a time that you weighed what your goal weight was. Have you ever remembered a time in high school where you were like, I wish I was fat is the first time that I said I was fat. That should there tell you that it's never been about the scale. It's always been about you, your mindset, your perspective. And so, yes, there's toxic in both areas in health and fitness and body positivity, but there's toxic in everything, right? There's always a toxic area and a non-toxic area. And so learning to live in that gray area of learning to love our body, but also not ignoring that we don't feel good, that we aren't healthy and working on being a better version of ourselves, Y'all, I truly believe that you can love the bitch that you are while also working on being a bit badder bitch, Right? You can love the bitch you are while also working on being a badder bitch. That's the goal. Loving who we are while constantly working on being the healthiest, happiest, better version of ourselves. That's where we want to be. And so just remember the next time you look in the mirror and you want to be an asshole to yourself, just remember nothing good comes from being an asshole. You're never going to be able to bully yourself healthy. So stop fucking trying. But also, if you are, you know, in the body positivity area and you're, you know, preaching it, just asking yourself and making sure, am I still treating my body with love? I love that you love yourself and I want every single woman to love themselves regardless of what their weight is. But we also can't ignore, are we healthy? Are we treating our body with love? Because yes, we can love our outer shell, but we also need to be treating our inner shell with love, which means taking care of it. Because we only get one body. We only get one life. And we really, truly need to love all of it and treat it all with love. So I hope this helped. I know I rambled a lot and I hope maybe I made some sense or I helped to benefit your life in any way. And if I didn't, sorry, maybe next week. We all can't win. Um, But if this did help and you did love this episode, please do me a favor and share it on your Instagram stories and tag me with your favorite part of it or a little shout out. And I love to send messages. It truly helps build the podcast and and let it flourish. Um, Also, if you could scroll down, give me a rating and review. I'm going to start reading one of them um, each week because y'all have left so many good ones and I love reading every single one of them. So I really would appreciate it. Um, But anyways, so yeah, I guess I'm going to leave y'all and I'll see you next week. And remember, in a world full of bitches, be that bitch, whatever that bitch is to you. I love y'all and I'll see you next Wednesday.